today I'm with Adam Wells. Welcome, Adam. Hello, Emma. And we're in a cafe in Boston Manor, and we've walked past the Brentford Lock. Yep, to Grand Union Canal. We've come from Brentford Lock along the Grand Union Canal a little bit. And then through Boston Manor Park. That's it. Yep. And here we are. It's a very windy day. We were hoping to do this outside, but it just is far too windy, and I think nobody would be able to hear what we were no. saying. So. We've gone into a little cafe, it's also a post office, and we've just got a table here, two lattes, and we're ready to go. Raring to go. Raring to go. This is the Travelling Through Podcast. I'm your host, Emma, and today I'm recording with Adam Wells, and we're talking all things Camino, both in Spain and in London. Apologies in advance for the noise, it's a typical London cafe. So Adam, I was trying to remember the first time that we met and it was at Travelling Through. It was, and I think it was probably soon after you opened Travelling Through. You came to uh, give a talk about the Camino, or to support a talk that was going on That's about right, the I think so, yes. Um, and whilst there, I thought, oh, wouldn't this be a nice place for me to do my own stuff? Yes. <laughs> Gosh, that seems like a long time ago, if <laughs> As, well. Okay, Adam, we've got to move you because you're sitting here. You've got half a plant over your head and the other bit's under your chin. So we need and, to move the table. So we're just going to stop this for a second and I can't keep a straight, straight face. face so okay. uh, let's move okay. forward right, I'm moving. Here. Okay, I don't have any plants growing out of my <laughs> that's head better. There we go. Okay, that's a bit more. So I'm not going to laugh every two seconds. So you came to Travelling Through and that's right. We started, uh, was it every month? So it's every month and then we were doing Caminos. So it was like Discover the Camino. No, Camino de Santiago in Spain. So my thought was to introduce people to find out more about the Camino because I'd, I'd come back in so inspired by the experience that I thought I wanted others to know all about it. Yeah. So, so there's a couple of things, wasn't there? There was I showed a film mm -hmm. walking the Camino oh, six right. ways to Santiago. Yes, we yeah. did that, and then we had the sort of just like a, a questions and answer every month. Yes. Um, and there was come a along. quite a lot of oh, take-up yeah. yeah, take there. was take-up. There was so. take-up. Very interesting. Yeah, so you had people that were interested in going or from mm -hmm. Camino, wanting to find out more. Mm. And then there were those that had returned back who had had such a great time and they wanted more from that experience. So it was a real sort of mixture. It was, wasn't it? So this will come on to what we're, we're here well, today Well, the path unfolds, the, exactly. Yes. It's, yes. If I could just take you back to London itself, because yes. you were actually born in, in London. I was, yes. And whereabouts were you? So I was born in Edgware. Which is out <laughs> Which west. is No, it's no. north. north ah, okay. It's, it's north-west-ish. Yeah, go north and a little bit west. Okay. You know, west. So and you were brought up in that area? Yes, I suppose I was brought up in north-west London, mm -hmm. but probably for the first seven years of my life I was living overseas my dad worked for a, an oil company and so he traveled and mm -hmm. with them we had an expat lifestyle in, in different countries so yeah so I had this sort of um, experience of being overseas then came back to, to London at age eight back to the UK to boarding school and then stayed in London and while you were growing up with us yeah. going, to, going to boarding school in, in London no that was down in Ramsgate my first knowledge of London or experience of London was yeah. 10 or 11 so Ramsgate, which is now becoming a bit trendy along the <laughs> I don't, Well, funny, I did, I did go for a little bit of a pilgrimage walk from Margate mm -hmm. down to Ramsgate years was ago. Was it the Vikings Trail? I have no something? idea. I just, I've just i never done it before, and mm. I just walked along the coast and mm. through you know, broad stairs and sort of going down memory lane a little bit. But I got to Ramsgate, and I didn't remember any of it. And I, I did get to the school where it was, and I mm. thought... And it all looks so, as it does, it all looks so small now. Yes, yeah. At that, that age, it looked, it looked like a huge. huge, like it was a very different. 
And so when your parents came back to London, did you... Yeah, we moved into a local school to, in, to, London. in London. And yeah. whereabouts were so that was Pinner. So that, was, so that, that is northwest Middlesex. Middlesex. Mm -hmm. So it's a couple of miles on from Harrow, mm -hmm. northwest London. Mm -hmm. So it's a very nice area, lovely, lovely mm -hmm. place to grow up. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm back to North London to Woodside Park. So that nobody's ever heard of Woodside Park. No, I haven't heard of You've never heard Park. of it. So <laughs> top of the High Barnet branch. Okay. So, so, so that's is Woodside it Park. close to um, the woods up there? So you're not far from Highgate Woods. I mean, there's probably two or three tube stops yeah. beyond Highgate. Mm -hmm. There's lots of fantastic ancient woods, Highgate Woods. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think historically all that part of London was part of the old ancient forest of Middlesex. Yes, so, yeah. so historically, Woodside Park, where I am, was all woods mm -hmm, and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's also on the Great North Road. So Woodside Park really is the name of the station, but the area around it abuts North Finchley. Okay. And North Finchley was the dividing point for the stagecoaches, tally-ho corner. All stagecoaches oh. would either go into the West End, yes. down one route through the Oldridge Green, or then or down through to the city through mm -hmm. Highgate. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's a bit of history around there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yes, for sure. It's interesting. I like it. How did you initially get into to walking? Um, I've always loved, I've just always loved walking. Um, I think it, I just remember even when I was in Ramsgate, just having the sort of the exit and meeting my parents and I'd say, oh, let's go for a walk. And it's just something I think it's just been in my DNA and just wanting to go out and exp For me, I think it's freedom. Mm. I think I have this, this it's like, I just feel free out walking, walking. even, you know, even as a, as a kid and it's in YouTube where you go and, and you can explore and it's that you make mistakes, you get lost, you find yourself. It's, it's yeah. ult to me, it's the ultimate freedom and you're connecting with nature and, yes, and things yeah. like that. And I don't think I've ever lost that. It's easy to lose it because life takes over. Yeah, such yes. like, but I never, fortunately, I've never, never really lost it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And during this period with the, yeah. the lockdown and people were at home and they said go for a walk, where, where did you go walking? Did you? That's interesting you should say that because I'm going to confess. <laughs> okay. I've lived where I, in my flat in, in Woodside Park now, 18 years, and um, there's some wonderful greenbelt land, Totteridge Lane, it's a lovely, it's a very select neighbourhood, but either, either side of Totteridge Lane is wonderful greenbelt land with some footpaths, and I've never in 18 years ever gone and explored those footpaths or gone walking at all. Yes. And so in the middle of lockdown, I thought, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, we're all going out for our little walks. And it was like, oh, let's go and explore these new paths and stuff. And and so that's where I went. I went and it was it, absolutely wonderful. I felt I was like some of my walking in Spain on the Camino. It's mm. like, these are just narrow paths, tracks. You would never think you're in London at okay. all. It was a real discovery. There is a gift within this time. It, yeah. That was one of the gifts. Yeah, of, yes. Oh my God, I, I don't need to go off down here to experience this this wonder you know? yes i think quite a lot of people have found haven't they, they so they've never really explored yeah. their very local yeah, area exactly. and it's opened their eyes to what's exactly. actually on their doorstep yeah, very much which, so. is, which thankfully there is quite yeah. a lot yeah. in london various oxygen lungs of, of london yeah. so, yeah. As I them. so you have a very different story because in fact you worked in london then you moved away from london and went to spain Living overseas, came back to go to boarding school. Yeah. Um, the, the last country we lived in was Spain. So I lived in Spain for a year, mm -hmm. so from age seven to eight. And I loved it. But then suddenly you find yourself going to, to a boarding school in London. Mm -hmm. and, and I remember, you know, I've never ever closed out that Spanish experience. For years, I've had this yearning of all things Spanish, all things sort of Latino, all yeah. things, um, all the answers are going to be in Spain. And so. <laughs> It's like a call, a real call. And so I think in, in 20, 
when was it, 16, my 50th birthday, I decided, for a variety of reasons, it was like, I'm actually going to go now to, to Spain. And mm. I just decided, I haven't walked the Camino and loved it, and I sort of decided upon a town, Logroño, in the heart of Rioja region, where yes. all the wine comes from. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to just locate myself here. But I did it in a way that I was just flying backwards and forwards, because I had a, a job here for a week a month. Yes. So I was flying backwards and forwards every month. But mm. yeah, I needed to experience that. And, and so that was my time in Spain for 18 months of just experiencing that and getting out of my system. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a letting go. Pro- I think it was like that call. It was closing out that call from the 30, whatever it is, 35, 40 years. I, I needed that. Yes. And, and so then I've now come back and it's right back to London now. Mm-hmm. But I'm a different person. Yeah, right. I, yeah. Before I was a seeker, very much were a nomad. I, I felt always trying to escape London. Mm. The grass is greener on the other side, and we get, do off all this traveling and the experience and looking for something. And then I realized going to Spain and then coming back here, I, I have I'm a different person now. And so I don't have the desire to do yes. that seeking yeah. anymore. It's, do you I'm, find it's, it's here? It's here. It? And that was a gift of lockdown. When I was walking in, in this green belt land, I suddenly realized mm. it's like that Paolo Coelho book, The Alchemist, you yes, know, where. Yeah. I think it's Santiago, it's called Santiago, and he yes. goes off to the pyramids mm. and then he gets robbed and then only to be told the gold or the treasure you're seeking is exactly where you started, mm. under this mm-hmm. the tree in, in the churchyard. And it was that, and that's what I felt in walking through this greenbelt land, realising, oh my God, this is, that was the treasure. The yeah. tre- it was exactly, I had that, I felt that this is just like the alchemist. Yes. In, yeah. in the middle of lockdown, it was like all this wonderful greenbelt land. The treasure I seek is is at home. Yes. It's in London. I don't need to be anywhere else. And that's probably also because you'd had your Spanish experience. Exactly. Exactly. And so all, you'd already laid that to rest. Laid it all to, I laid it to rest. It's that sort of um, death and rebirth experience that mm. we go through when we, we take these these transformational journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and and I could understand it. I've often, I think many of us have these experiences, but we don't have a context or mm-hmm. can understand it. And, yes. Um, but I was able to having done all this and that moment was a bit of an epiphany to think oh my god I've done all this seeking and traveling around the world for all these years and looking for all these answers and then suddenly it's well, in you know, Totteridge, it's in Totteridge. And, and that was the thing it's like I never I never even chose to buy my flat I never knew where I wanted to live in London mm. it's just that my sister had to sell her flat in, in Woodside Park mm. and it was just I think at the time I was I was getting divorced I thought I need to live somewhere right didn't have a clue where to live I thought I'll oh, simpler I'll save a f- bit of money on the estate agency fees yeah. if I buy the flat from my sister oh, really? it's as simple as that so I never had any designs to live where I live yes but yeah. suddenly in, in lockdown it's like oh my god this is like the stars are aligned and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. everything is perfect and here's the treasure and, and actually where I live I'm, no the gratitude of actually it's all perfect mm. and I never saw that for all 18 no, years so no. yeah it's a bit bizarre sometimes yes that's life isn't it's it's the mystery of life. It is. Yeah. So you speak Spanish pretty fluently. Yeah, I speak it, so, uh, yeah, I speak it so reasonably well. Spain will always be in your blood. Spain, I when I, I, yeah, exactly. I see I have two homes. And I, have, I see probably London, the UK is the economic home where we, where you yeah. make money. And then Spain, for sure, is my spiritual home. Which yeah. leads me on to, you worked in, in London for many years yeah. for well, GSK. Yeah. So I worked, that was my sort of last job, was, mm-hmm. was worked sort of in data management for GlaxoSmithKline, and that was until really properly until 2010. Right. Um, decided to seek pastures new. Yes, <laughs> and that's why, in some ways, 
you chose that we'd come to this area as well, which is fantastic because it's an area I don't really know at all. We walked along the Grand Union Canal, past the barges where yeah, people yeah. have another lifestyle yeah, together, totally, totally. next to this very modern building, which is Palazzo Smithkline or GSK. And that's where you had under the G of GSK, you <laughs> yeah. were sitting, you were telling me, and yeah. decided okay, it's time to go and do something else. Yeah, well, I've had a number of jobs, a number of careers, and I've always known when it's time to move on is when I've been in meetings and I'm staring out the window thinking to myself, oh, there must be more to life than this. <laughs> I don't know why, it's just that there's that yearning. And so I think it was one of those moments in 2010 when I'm thinking there must be more to life yes, than this. Yeah. And so, I mean, a variety of things happened, but I basically, I just resigned from the job. I was a contractor, really, so it wasn't full time. But I thought, I'm just going to go and walk the Camino mm -hmm. in Spain, mm -hmm. and I'll worry about whatever happens next, when next. Yes. <laughs> and so that's what I did. So in April of 2011, I just went and walked the Camino. Um, and whilst out in Spain, we're all seeking answers, looking for the big miraculous answer about what am I going to do next mm. with life. It doesn't work that way. And no. So you just get a few bits of intuition. And I just came back from an amazing experience, life-changing experience, thinking I'd like to inspire people to just have this same experience. Give yourself the gift mm -hmm. of five weeks, say, to yourself to walk across Spain and, and just see what comes up. Yes. And, and, that's, and that's pretty much where I came back with that with that idea but then you have a new journey to begin and yeah hero's journey of, of a new quest of bringing whatever it is out into to reality yes and that in fact has been a journey it's in itself where i am right. now is very much what i do now is teach or just explain the, the concept of the hero's journey and the stages of the hero's journey so this is an archetypal process we go on to create the next stages of our life. And what I didn't know back then was this is the journey I was going to take. And I had a moment where my old boss rang me up and said, Adam, we want you back. So I just said, I'll come back, but for a week a month. We have these choices whether to jump back into the old world fully or engage in something new. So I said, yeah, I'll come back for a week a month. Yes. And yes. That, that allowed me to progress this hero's journey with some money coming in as well. Yes. And then you did your bits travelling through the evening talks, but you were doing many other things and going to America and you yeah, yeah. So, yeah. With, uh, with this film a with bit With the more. film. So I went around the UK showing the film. I went to the States and connected out in the States with a pilgrim organisation out there. And really what I've discovered is over the last 10 years is this hero's journey. It really does follow the archetype. We have to let the path unfold. We have to we have to jump into the unknown. We have to face our demons. Yes. And all of this all of this stuff. And, and that's really the, the journey I've been on. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of serendipity mm -hmm. that helps you. I mean, you just have to embrace it. Yeah. 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 You know? Okay, well, okay. we'll come back to this. What's okay. what the latest thing, which is okay. very exciting okay. to come on to. Uh, just a quick round of questions, just to liven things up. There are many people who have walked and travelled and adventured around the world. Do you have a favourite adventurer or a walker who's inspired you? Oh my word, that's a great question. A walker that's inspired me. Ooh. Either alive or not with us anymore. I mean, I think, not a walker, but I've always been inspired by the Shackleton story when he was shipwrecked at the Arctic. That sort of trust and persistence, and that's inspired me. Of, yeah. of when you know the chips are down and you have no choice and you just keep going and you know and like Captain Bly as well that the mutiny and then he mm -hmm. travelled in the boat and kept going so it's those people have inspired me um, walking um, put me under pressure to think, <laughs> that's all right sorry. well I it's think you've a, come up with two very a, good answers for that so well let's move on to another one where is your favourite place to walk in London 
Ooh, okay. Um, well, I think I'm discovering it. It's, it's, these are recent discoveries, really. Mm. Um, I really love now, sort of around, sort of northwest, northeast, north and northeast London. Mm-hmm. Um, walk from Alexandra Palace, let's say, all the way down to either Baker Street. Yes. And you're going from great view at the beginning with Alexandra Palace, and then you walk along an old disused railway, yes. which is called the Parkland Walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and you then get to Highgate Woods, which are ancient woods, yes, which, uh, we which went is where we went round. Yes, and then you, can de- then you can decide where to go, either through Hampstead Heath, mm-hmm. Primrose Hill, um, then Regent's Park. And I think that's a lovely walk. And, and then all, equally, you can div- jump, do a slight diversion and go down through to Stoke Newington yes. um, from Highgate. And I, and I really, really like, I like that walk because it's just a bit of everything. Yeah. You, you, you know, you've got views, you, you've got tranquility, you've got nature reserves. Um, you've got all the old Victorian houses, the gardens you can peer into, you can be really nosy yeah. and things. So. And a cafes. And cafes, <laughs> Pinchbury Park as yes. well. You know, yes. um, if you're going to Stoke Newington, you've got the New River, yeah. which is, which is not... the New River? Well, it's neither a river nor it's new. So it's, it's an old canal. It's a canal <laughs> which was built in the 1600s or 1600s to feed, supply water to the growing population. So yeah, so it's, it's a canal that goes from, say, Ware in Hertfordshire, 40 odd miles to bring water to London okay. from 1600s and you walk alongside that and it's, right. it's just called the New River the New but River it's a, but it's actually a canal I, I never knew that <laughs> yeah. there we go yeah. there's yeah. something new so it's a lovely little walk okay what's the thing that you like to do the most in your neighbourhood ah well I suppose it is what I do is, is simply a walk I mean it, in the totterage in the totterage well totterage. that is probably my favourite now is to walk around and before that. you found them what, what well I would actually just jump on the tube if I wanted to go out somewhere down to Hampstead Heath Okay. That's where so I'd go up Highgate or, or some, somewhere like that. The big open spaces. The big open spaces. Well. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. And woods as well. And woods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, come on to a second round. Okay. The last 10 years has yeah. been a big journey in itself. Yeah, very much. And you're now at the starting point of something yeah. very creative, I think, which you're calling the London Camino. Well, I'm calling it the London Camino. So, this was my epiphany during lockdown in the Greenbelt land. You know, many years ago, I walked routes around London called the Capital Ring. So it's 75 miles and it's signposted and I suddenly had this idea, why don't I just hijack the Capital Ring and rename it the London Camino? And so it just becomes a 75 mile circular walk and I could use it more as a concept for, for the inner journey that you take, like you take when you walk across Spain. So that was the idea, is just do a group walk, maybe it's seven days. This idea is evolving, but it's seven days of walking, 12 miles a day. Um, and get a small group together and we just go off and walking around London and you think you know London but you don't really because you're seeing parts of London you've not seen. You yeah, know, you, yes. Like for example you'll see the Shard from all its different perspectives mm-hmm. just bang in the middle and you're never never more than 10 miles from Charing Cross mm. it, you know even though so. That's, ama- that's an amazing thing it is. isn't it? You're yeah. so close and yet you feel that you're much yeah, further away. Totally, totally. Yeah. And, and it's so varied. I mean, it's so, the, the route, it's so varied. So you're actually using the route and splitting it into three distinct so, sections. Yeah, so I'm thinking, you know, in a way, it's, it's back to that concept like a rites of passage, anything to do with transformation, change in your life. You go on a journey, a hero's journey. Essentially, there's three stages and it's a separation, a loss of the old. And then you're in this sort of no man's land in the middle initiation mm-hmm. period of who the hell am I now? I've, let's say I've, be, I've retired. I don't have that status of being a CEO, so who am I? Mm-hmm. And I've been all these years with that identity. So you have a period of time confused in chaos, 
initiation and then finally you've worked out who you are mm -hmm. and then you come back and it's the return so the way i've been thinking with this walk is that you could you could start in say highgate mm -hmm. <laughs> walk down to the woolwich tunnel um, the river thames yeah and that's your separation reflect upon actually this is what i'm leaving behind yeah and then we walk under the thames through the woolwich tunnel yeah and then you're going into metaphorically speaking the unknown mm -hmm. so i'm now in this new world i've retired Mm -hmm. um, so who am I? What's my retirement going to be? I'm just not sure. Mm -hmm. um, and then you walk all the way around to Richmond mm -hmm. and you're in this exploration period of the unknown and it's like the letting go, the death and the rebirth, reflecting on that and then cross back the River Thames at Richmond and come back to Highgate and it's the, the um, sort of return phase and it's mm -hmm. like, ah, the new beginning, what am I going to create for my mm -hmm. life in retirement? Mm -hmm. and, and so it's those sort of three stages and those are the three stages we all go through when we go through a major life transition mm -hmm. yeah. separation initiation and return um, and it's important when we let go of things we, we have to grieve for those losses we need to yes, give ourselves yes. that time and the important thing why i've thought of the walk in a circle it's, it's a container it's like a rites of passage you need a container a space to process all this stuff that comes up in the inner journey yeah um no, for your life, for yourself. It, you, it's very hard to carry on the daily routine and process this inner, inner stuff mm -hmm. um, at the same time. So it's a container, so taking time out yeah, yeah. to truly reflect. Then, then the magic can happen. Yeah. And, and you're being in nature too. So it's also the, the, it's important to, to have the physical because like with the walk in Spain, the Camino, why you get, how you get transformation is the day-on-day -day walking across Spain. Mm. You're, you're confronting all your limits. And the physicality of just walking day after day is breaking you down so mm. that you don't have any excuses to, yes. to not face the horrible stuff. The, let's call it the shadow or the demon, greatest fear. You come to a point where it's like, oh, I've got no more excuses. I, I've got to look at this now. And then it's in that moment of looking at it, yeah. you, you, you'll get something. There'll be something, some, some insight. Yes. And that's the new, that's the rebirth. It's from there you can go to a new, new place. And, so at the moment, you've got Facebook and your website that people could join you for an introduction into what you're proposing. And then through this, I mean, I know it's early stages, so you're still developing yeah. how it's going to work, yeah. but there could be this distinction between the walk itself yeah. and then they talk about the journey. Yeah, two different things, yeah. Yeah, like a one-to-one -one yeah. thing. And then the, the walking is a bit more of the getting into nature and just processing yeah, all that you're, the, exactly you're actually that. Yeah. learning about. Is it a case of doing it with either one-to-one or in groups or are you open to... No, I'm open to it. I mean, I think the important thing is that everybody's journey is unique. And so there's no, and there's no right or wrong. Yes. However, each of us will transition, change, go through our hero's journey in a, in a completely different yeah. way. And I, and I think that's the thing is, is that, you know, whatever's right for you is, is right. So, and it's where we are on the, metaphorically, on the path. Some, right now, I actually may need to begin this journey in the company of others yeah so it's a group i would prefer or actually i want to do this alone it's like you have the mentor you see in all the hollywood films there's that star wars i think you've got alec guinness haven't you at the beginning yeah, and yeah. it's like you no know, it's a mentor pushing luke skywalker off it's, and so you can have it that way as a one-to-one -one mentor so mm -hmm. whatever's um right for the individual but yeah i see that you know the conversation around the hero's journey is, is to introduce the roadmap mm -hmm. and then from there the reflection you can think actually now I'll, I'll lead to the physical journey and taking time out, do the walk. And you've done quite a lot of self-development yeah, self yeah. in this process yeah. and various courses as yeah. well. So you're, I don't know what the term is for your, your training. I've done life coach training. Yeah. Um, I've done life planning 
training too. Mm. And I think a lot of my own journey, which is always the best experience, the best experience, and and just you know, in the and the Camino in itself, and discovering how how transformation that's I mean yeah. takes place, and it's not. I think the thing is, a lot of us we we going through these major life transitions whatever it is and we, we, we think it's a quick process mm. but it's not no. it's actually it is a hero's journey and many of these, these journeys will take 10 years mm-hmm. you know which um, it has done has done for find. me and even I spoke to a lady a year or so ago and who's worked with major life transitions and she's she's for 25 years and I said to her I'm going off to walk the Camino for a second time and this will be year nine of my journey and she said oh interesting you should say year nine she said because all the studies show that with major life transitions, when you want to really bring yourself out into the world, um, the journey takes between eight and ten years. Interesting. And yeah. most people do is they they, they, they give up because it's too difficult right. after year five or year six. They go back to a little bit of the old world. They don't really fully embrace the new you. The going forward. The going forward bit. Yes. And so they never really get the full benefits of that transformation. Yeah. And, and that's what I've truly discovered is, is that the... The path unfolds. We don't have the answers. Mm, mm-hmm. you know, we, we consci- our mind wants to have the security of knowing what's happening next. Yeah. But what I what I've realised is that it, it just unfolds. Stuff just happens in front of you, and you end up doing things, finding yourself in places where you never ever mm. would have expected to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and that is the journey. Mm. But you still you end up getting where you're meant to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, there's no way like where we are now. You know, I was sitting in the GSK building ten years ago. Looking out the window, I would never have imagined, say, ten years later, that I would my London Camino route mm-hmm. would pass by the foot of the GSK building. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. bring people on this London Camino walk, mm-hmm. you know, life transformation, and I actually would be able to just wave up at my old office window <laughs> and say, "Hi, oh, you know, that's, oh, that's, that's the, you know, that's the my old life. That's my old life. <laughs> never yeah. in a million years." But yeah. that's the strange thing yeah, with, with this yeah, yeah. journey. It's you know, serendipity and, mm. and all of that. We don't know. No. We just have to jump into it and believe in it. Believe in it, mm. and, and it's and I think that's the key thing. It's it's two things I've learned from all my, my things with the Camino and this journey is, is trust and patience. Mm-hmm. We have to trust ourselves and just trust and keep trusting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then and being patient too. It's you know, that's the hard part is being patient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, this is coming at the very interesting moment in terms of what's happening in the world yeah. around us at yeah. the moment. Yeah. the people so. who are furloughed mm. who are um, certainly a number of my friends have lost their jobs yeah. and they don't know what's going to happen next no. they're coming towards the end of their yeah. of their working life and, yeah. and it's hard and it's it's like, yeah. what do i do i still yeah. have to earn a living what yes. am i going to do yeah. and perhaps you're the answer <laughs> to, start, to start <laughs> at least start no, them on their well, thinking process that's exactly it and it's looking at you know what's what's the opportunity in this mm. because it's a call you know often when we have these big transitions in life some of them will come from within us we will activate them because it's like there's something missing in my life and I'm going to go out and and find it or it's that enforced push the jobs come to an end and it's like that's a call it's a call to adventure and if we don't take that call to adventure what we're actually doing is denying our personal growth we're denying our fulfillment our bliss in the future and we end up taking the shadow journey which is frustration and slowly not feeling great and it just gets worse and yeah. so we have to do something and, and, it's, and it's just act, you know, it's activating that creativity in us mm-hmm. um, and for those listening to this and who are not in London and yeah. can't come on the London Camino yeah. um, is there an, an opportunity for them to contact you and do this via Zoom or yeah no for sure so, so I've just started 
doing a free webinar, um, which is, at the moment, it's focused on um, individuals who have either walked the Camino and come back and think, what am I going to do now? Or people who are interested in walking the Camino. And it's just a, a webinar which just goes through the stages of this hero's journey. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you get to see a roadmap of this, this archetypal journey we all experience mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. change. Yes. Um, just so, so that's that's an opportunity. And then, mm -hmm. and the other thing I do is I do a Sunday walk, a meetup walk, and which is advertised on Meetup called mm -hmm. London Camino walks. And and it's just part of this route. If, every Sunday I'll do a different stage yeah. of the walk. So that's another way to connect. Yeah. Um, but just but at the same time, just send me an email. Yes, and we'll put all <laughs> and, we'll, we'll put all your links yeah. in the show notes for okay. the for the, right. um, for the listeners if yeah. they if they'd like yeah, to follow absolutely. up. Because um, I'm sure there's many people out there who um, who who got them thinking. Hopefully about uh, well, every, I never, mean everybody's on a journey. I well, think well, our, our path is never straight. It's well, very windy. Well, mine certainly is. But that's exactly <laughs> so, it. Yeah. We're all. I mean, we're all here for a temporary period. <laughs> so it's a you know it's a pilgrimage in mm. many ways in that yeah. sense. So no, so true. Okay, so um, have a quick sip of your coffee if there's any <laughs> left. Um, I'm going to have another quick round of questions okay. just to, oh, just yeah. to have lighten a quick it up. Nick fire. Yeah. Um, what's your favourite Spanish food? Paella. Paella. Can you make it? Yes, I can, but yeah. not as good as you would make it in um, Spain. Where have you had the best paella ever? Ah, uh, I would say that was that was definitely a restaurant in Madrid. Mm -hmm. um, don't ask me the name of the restaurant. I have no idea. <laughs> many, many, many years ago. Yes. But it was a oh, it was fantastic. Anything that's come close to it that you? you can have here in London? No, I mean, I don't think, I, I tend not to go to um, Spanish restaurant places here unless it's a truly authentic one. I yeah. mean, there's, there's a couple that I know of, but I, I avoid I avoid it. Yes. So <laughs> I need to tap you for those. Yeah. What's your favorite UK food, British food? Oh, I love I love roast lamb. If that's a British food, roast lamb. Roast lamb. Absolutely <laughs> adore roast lamb. I mean, and what would you I, have with your roast lamb? Mint sauce. Mint sauce. Yeah, the usual. I mean, yeah. Roast potatoes. Roast potatoes. What would be your vegetables? Carrots, broccoli. Yeah. And uh, gravy. Gravy, of course. Yeah. And yeah. Would you have Yorkshire pudding with it? That's a good. I'm not sure I would actually consciously <laughs> cook a Yorkshire pudding to go with roast lamb. <laughs> roast lamb. I mean, no. You okay. mean Aunt, Aunt Bessie's? <laughs> definitely, not. <laughs> definitely not Aunt Bessie's. Okay. No. Okay. Um, would you would you cook that at home, or do you, is there a pub that you would go to have that? No, I don't. I oh know. I mean, I would. I I'd cook it at home. Mm -hmm. um, definitely would give it a go, but but I, but I live on my own, so to buy a whole leg of lamb <laughs> would be a real abuse, and I'd probably <laughs> eat it all in one night and then thoroughly regret it because I, I love it so much. No, so it's. Like, so have you got a, a favourite pub that you would go for a roast? No, I don't. I mean, you I go just. To your sisters. I would, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I, it would be home Family. cooked. It would be home cooked. Mm -hmm. I think I'd prefer. Where would you go to have a picnic in London when oh. it's sunny? When it's sunny, well, I think I like Hampstead Heath. I like Parliament Hill. Mm -hmm. That would be nice to sit there. I don't think I've ever had a picnic um, in Parliament Hill. You get good views from Parliament Hill. Parliament Hill, yes. I mean, yeah, I think Parliament Hill's quite nice. It's, it's a good picnic. spot for, the, good for spot. New Year's Eve fireworks as well, I think. Parliament yeah, Hill, yeah, for it? sure. Yeah. You've got a view over London. Yeah. Um, and where would you go for a picnic on a rainy, cold day? Rainy, cold day. <laughs> um, 
I've absolutely no idea. Basically, you wouldn't go. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> absolutely. Is that the right answer to that question? There is no right or wrong answer. <laughs> no, I know, but it's like... I would, Some, yes. Do you mean, uh, Some yeah. people have said their living room. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some have said, oh, I'd go to the pub. Go to the pub. I would say I might go for a picnic back to Parliament Hill mm -hmm. because if there's a lot of liquid sunshine, mm. if it's liquid sunshine that's coming down, Mm. Then why wouldn't you go for well, a picnic on, you know, Parliament Hill? There you so, go. There you go. Okay, we're on to our third round of questions. Okay. So, if you could live anywhere in London, where would it be? Well, I always thought, because my first job was for a bank, and I spent five years working in St John's Wood in the 80s, and I always loved St John's Wood. Mm -hmm. It was just central, nice place. It's expensive, I get that. But up to about a year or so ago, I'd never been to Primrose Hill and oh, yeah. shop in that vicinity where yeah. all those houses are and all of that stuff. And it was like, oh my God, this is so nice here. I, I know it's expensive. You need money. And, yeah. and, but as a place, I think the location, style of house, ambience, I, I, and, and sort of a walking that I could do from there and around. Mm -hmm. So I really, I really liked it. I mean, okay. I, and I know most of London <laughs> like it as well, probably. So yeah, and I only, I only walked through there for the first time probably a year ago. Right. I, it was completely yeah. unknown to me yeah. the actual little villagey bit. Of yeah, it. me too, actually. It's, it's um, the same. And I think it's only for the first time I walked up Primrose Hill, probably last summer actually. Yeah. Got, I never knew there was such a good view yeah. from the top. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, that's the irony. You know, when I was working at St John's Wood, I used to go to Primrose Hill occasionally in lunchtime for the view. Mm. But I had no idea like, of the neighbourhood of, of, of just carry on walking out the other gate of the park. Yes. And you had this amazing place. It's very funny, yeah. Um, what is it about London that makes you want to stay? I think now... It's, it's, a, it's a city that, in a way, has, a, I think everybody says it, has everything. I mean, it's, I love the cosmopolitan. I love the multicultural aspect of it. Uh, it's easy to get around. It's a walking city. It's, I feel free. I can lose myself as well. It's central. You've got airports that connect you to the world. Mm -hmm. So I think in many ways, it's a functioning. It functions. It, it delivers everything yes. in that sense. Um, that's the plus. I mean, I think sometimes it is actually very expensive yeah. to live here, yes. the other side of the coin. Yeah. Uh, but on balance now, after my epiphany with during lockdown, I'm just I'm grateful for what I have. It doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah. So I have the a sense. I think this year is with lockdown has shown me a sense of gratitude. What what I have, you know, how much London does have to offer. Yeah. And we don't need very much either. So it, not you know, really. No, when, it comes, when it boils down to it, boils down to it. I don't don't need very much. And London has it. London has everything you actually need. Mm -hmm. What place in the UK has had the biggest impact on you, and why? Have you travelled a lot around the UK? Not as much as I'd like to have done. I have, no. In recent years, I, I've always been a nomad, jetting off and thinking. Um, so, so the biggest impact on me. This is going to sound a really strange answer, but I suppose if I really thought impact, life-changing, what brought me to where I am, doing what I'm doing today, I'd say it was a telephone box, <laughs> a red telephone box. Yes, yeah, so you go into Hayes Gallery and, and where, that, where they got that fancy boat yeah, statue. Boat. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the corner, I think it's next, next to boats, there's two red telephone boxes. Mm. And so back in 1999, I was offered a promotion at my job a really good promotion and I thought 
and decided actually I'm going to turn this down because it just I don't know something just spoke to me from within don't take the job and basically I thought now I need a job <laughs> and I thought what could I do and so I decided to do something I'd never done before mm. face a fear do a thing I'd never done before and so I went to the red telephone box <laughs> and yes. I made a phone call to an IT training company and said do you offer jobs to individuals who've never trained Excel before and uh, just give me a chance because that's all I thought I could do you know and this was from a, this was a major climb down yeah and they said yeah come along and so I went got the job yeah and I became beginner's IT Microsoft Excel trainer having gone from being a group claims manager in the financial world but that set me off it's a turning point a major turning point in my life Mm. and so I would say that is a very significant place yes in in the UK for what's brought me to where I am today and doing this the work I do now is the telephone box still Still there there. yeah yeah but it probably doesn't have a telephone in anymore does it it does have it I think it still does I think it still does yeah so that's what I say so if you're ever in the Hayes Galleria and you see and you want to have a life-changing moment I'd recommend you going, it's probably like the TARDIS. Make a phone call and your life will change in an instant. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a great answer. I really like that. That's <laughs> um, okay, we're going to have another couple of light questions. Okay. Here we um, if you could jump into a helicopter right this moment, where would you ask the pilot to take you? In the UK, or it can be anywhere. You can go anywhere. You uh, might have to change it for a jet plane if it's that far. Or a jet plane that far. <laughs> and then the helicopter. I think, I think I'd like to go to Latin America. The Andes and I don't to the know Andes. Why, to the Andes and experience out just there. be parachuted out into the middle yeah. of the Andes and yeah. have to explore. Explore and just I've always wanted to do sort of like go to Lake Lake Titicaca and travel down mm-hmm. the Andes and something like that. So yeah, I'd, I'd go have a bit of an adventure. Yeah, that, that sounds way. great. That's answer, I like that. Bits. <laughs> But it's you definitely couldn't de- get there by helicopter. We definitely no, have to no, get the jet plane it, it, out for it, it, you. Exactly. I'm sure you can arrange it. It's if you had to leave the UK, yeah, knowing that you could never come back, wow. What What's the one thing that you would take, take with, with you that symbolise UK Britain for you? Um, it would have to be the passport. Otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to leave. That's true. So, there we are. So, like that one. <laughs> Always remind you that you. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. It's like it'll probably be, yeah, it would be invalid at some point, and I wouldn't yeah. be able to come back. So. Mm. <laughs> yes. So far, we've had a teapot a and teapot. tea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but passport, wow, that's that's a good one. Okay, final question. What would be the one piece of advice you would give someone setting up a business in London? Obviously, you're at the very, even though ten years you've been yeah. doing other things, but you're. You're at that point now where you don't have to rely on this. Yes, totally. So for other people doing something similar, what would you recommend? Well, I think it's very much, you know, is a hero's journey. And I think on this archetypal map, there is a stage called meet the mentor. So I would say there's always going to be somebody that's that's walked the same path already that you're now trying to do, Mm -hmm. to embark upon. So I think it's that. It's get that sort of wisdom of, of somebody that's already taken your journey mm-hmm. and who can who can sort of just highlight the, the pitfalls um, and, and also the opportunities you can, you can sort of take you have to do the work yourself you have to do of the course. journey completely on your own but there, there is always a mentor out there that, that can support you in that journey mm-hmm. and I think our own wisdom is to, dis- to discern who is the right person who is that mentor is this person this mentor going to serve me in the best way or is it 
actually is a distraction. And I think that's part of our own journey too. Mm -hmm. and, and to trust, trust that this person is going to appear as well yeah. on your path. So that's part of the journey too. So, so if I could ask, who has been your mentor throughout this process, or has it been a number? Of been people? a number. It's been a number of people, and it, and it's and it's often it's been the challenges. They just, people just come out of the blue, and I've least expected, and they've set me a challenge, and then I've gone off and, and, and done it, and and it's just knowing those people that guided me and supported me. But I suppose there's been I think there's been one key mentor, which in the last three years, just suggested. Um, an American chap who suggested that I, he, he was a headline speaker at, at, at a gathering in the States, and he just said one night at midnight, I'd like to speak next year, Adam, with you on the stage. And, and I'd always looked up in awe at this man, mm -hmm. you know, having gone to all these gatherings, and I thought, oh really? And so, we, so I did, the following year I spoke with him on the stage, and yeah. true mentor, and I learnt, I've learned so much and really set me on this path now of about the hero's journey archetype and getting that message out into the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, and, uh, and it, but we will have these mentors regularly. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. So it's it, finding the people that that resonate with you. Yeah, and, that, and I think and that's understand what you're that's it. That is our journey: is mm. to discern. You know, is this person an ally or is this person, so to speak, an enemy? Are yeah. they are they just wanting to be with me because? You know, they want something from me, but I'm actually going to end up following their path as mm. opposed to following exactly my own, own path. path. So that's a key. And that's a key point, part. That's a key yeah. part of this this journey. Yeah. In the beginning, and and it's that ally. Actually, I want an ally, and this is a helper, mm -hmm. and they're willing to put their time, energy in to support me, and mm -hmm. and that's our job of discernment. Mm -hmm. It's building that muscle of, of actually going within and deciding. Actually, I, I do have the ability myself to make these decisions. I, I don't need all the answers to come from somebody else. Yes. I think this is the beginning of that journey. And it takes, that's the other thing, it, it takes a long time. Yeah. It's, it's not going to... It's, it's not an overnight... No, as they say, overnight success takes eight years, well, isn't it? The expression or something. Yeah. I mean, quite over the overnight thing is suddenly, oh, this is what I need to do. But that's actually only the very start that's of the very that journey. That's the very start of it. As, of, as, 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 so, it, was for you. as it was for me. So, I, you know, I've done... I've walked the Camino twice, the full 500 miles. So one opened that journey in 2011. And then the walk, the walk I did last year was very, and that was as a seeker. I was really seeking answers. And then last year I walked it in 2019 with this mentor chap. And we were walking to put a handbook together. The Camino was a rite of passage into retirement. Mm -hmm. um, and that was more as a, as a provider. Like when I come back from this journey, like, you know, it's to start providing the gift, mm -hmm. the, all the learning that I've gained over those 10 years, how can I benefit society um, with my gift? And that's ultimately what all our jobs are, is we have a gift within us and to share it with the world. Yeah, yeah. That's where we find bliss and fulfillment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and that, that's, the, that's the hero's journey. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. you know, so, yeah. Wow, fantastic. <laughs> I, it's very exciting because you really are at the very start of this. Yeah, totally. It's a new stage. It's a brand new, nice to, new beginning. To be talking to you at this point. Thank you. And, and, lovely to talk and to you. hopefully, in a few years' time, yeah. we can invite yeah. you back to see where you are with I'd all love of this. Love to come back. Yes, yes. But in the meantime, I mean, there's questions that I've asked you, but is there any question that you, you wanted me to ask you that I haven't? Or is there anything else that no, you'd like to add? Or? No, I think thank you for the opportunity to, to share this and help me you know, on, my, on my path. Because it is, as you say, exactly an opportune time. Yes. Thank you. Very grateful. In a way, you're a helper, a mentor on my path in this moment. So it's like, 
Well, Travelling Tube was a little bit of a platform, wasn't very it, for you so. to kind of... Very much so. And you helped, totally. I mean, from, from our point of view also, it brought people into yeah. custom into the shop. Yeah. We helped each but other. We know, helped each other. And this is the, part of the journey. And this is the journey where mm. it's exactly that. It's leaps of faith. We just do it yeah. and just see what happens. Like, yes. You know, you trusted me. And here we are, we're still connected all these yes. years later. Yeah, yeah. You're on your own new adventure. I'm on a new You're adventure. You're on your hero's journey too. Yes, yeah, so the podcast being the start of that. Yeah, yeah. It's so, well, Adam, thank you so much thank for you. coming and oh, joining us. So, and your, the website is adamwells.com. And we'll put those in the show notes, plus your Facebook. I'm not on you, Facebook oh, are you at on, the moment. Um, are you on anything, any other LinkedIn? Or? I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah, if we do everything through the website. Website is the best thing. Where yeah. you have everything Yeah, there. absolutely, yeah. Okay, well, it's a huge thanks to you, Thank Adam, you. and yes, it's been lovely talking to you today. So great to learn so much more about what you're up to. Good luck with the, okay. the journey Thank as you. it progresses. Um, to those of you listening to this podcast episode who are based in London, do have a look at Adam's website. Go for a walk with him. It's brilliant. It's an opportunity to explore a bit of London and perhaps explore a bit of yourself and where you are in life. We hope that you've enjoyed the show and you've got some takeaways. I certainly have got quite a lot from, from this. Thanks, Adam. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please do share. Give it a rating if you can. That would be great. But for now, it's goodbye from us here in Austin Manor. We hope you've enjoyed it. There'll be another podcast guest next week on the Travelling Through podcast show. Check it out on my website at travellingthrough.co.uk. There's links to my Instagram and Facebook pages too. The London Pool. What draws you, what influences you, and what makes you build an independent business life here? Welcome to my autumn podcast series. But for now, take care and thanks for listening.